You're listening to the RUF at Western Carolina University podcast. RUF is a campus ministry that exists to reach students for Christ and to equip them to serve Christ, His church, and His world. For more information, follow us on Instagram. We're at RUFATWCU or look us up online at www.ruf.org. Thanks for listening. Yes. Hey, friends. Uh, I have the privilege tonight of welcoming Jonathan Inman. He uh, is a dear friend to our family. Um, he is pastor of Grace and Peach, uh, Grace and Peace. Sorry, uh, a church in Asheville. Um, and so we're really grateful that you came tonight. Thank you for being with us. together. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm Jonathan. Oh, so uh, maybe it's Kate or somebody. Uh, when there's five minutes left, when you want me to stop talking and there's five minutes left, just play some other Taylor Swift song, okay? <laughs> no, I'm serious because I'm just going to like free spin here for a little while. And when you start to get nervous or it starts to get late, just play some Taylor Swift song. And that actually empowers everybody, right? So you could just do that in five minutes, right? And <clears throat> whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, Team Kearns. Hadn't seen y'all in a while. Gabe. Uh, uh, I, Gabe used to go to my church. Uh, I, I gotten over it. Um, the... <laughs> And uh, my uh, Grace and Peace, we meet at the Orange Peel. I don't know if you've been to the Orange Peel. Orange Peel is a cool music venue downtown. And uh, it is brighter in here than it is in the Orange Peel, right? Like, it's really dark in the Orange Peel. So just to be here in light is, is, is a plus. Okay. Um, help me out. What Andrew wrote, he told me what you all have been doing. You know, Andrew's pretty smart, I don't know if you all put that together. He's a very sharp fellow. And he was explaining what he'd been doing, and I had to like kind of stop and sit back and think a little bit. Uh, he said something about, like, you're talking about different relationships. Is that the kind of thing? And that uh, uh, relationships are, there's kind of relationships work or don't work to the extent that they kind of, match up to the design the way they're supposed to be? I mean, does it sound like something he's been saying to you-ish? Okay. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just, because uh, <laughs> I, I was reading what he said, like, I don't know that I could do that. But I'm supposed to talk about parents' stuff. 
and relationships with parents. Uh, that's going to be easy, right? Um, the, uh, and I'm supposed to title this a, after a Taylor Swift song, right? That's what I was told, right? All the talks take one of Tay-Tay's titles. And I, I, uh, I don't, you know, everything has changed. It's fine. We'll get to that. I was thinking more like mean or look what you made me do. I thought that would be, uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll, I'm, we'll leave it open for now. Um, but uh, I'm going to do this thing that I do a lot in Asheville. If you come, I bet Gabe may even can remember some of this, right? But uh, uh, among, oh, so I'll put it this way. When I was a freshman in college, I didn't know or understand the concept of tipping at a restaurant. I had never worked a restaurant job before. I'd worked retail, but I hadn't worked in a restaurant, and I didn't understand tipping. And I went out to lunch with somebody, and I wasn't tipping, and they were like, hey, you know, you got to do that. And I'm like, I don't even understand what you're talking about. And I didn't know how, and then I realized I was really embarrassed because there's probably any number of people I had stiffed before that. But then I was like, all right, there's this kind of basic thing that I should know that I don't. And I, I was a little embarrassed, but I was glad that I could, you know, that my friend could uh, say, hey, man, let me show you something you don't know. Here's this thing. I'm going to teach you something really basic. You may already know this stuff, but I, I'm not going to assume you do because I care enough about you that if you didn't know this stuff, you would be glad somebody told you. And if you do already know this, uh, you probably won't mind me uh, reminding you. And that is, I want to talk just a little bit about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. You've heard of the Ten Commandments. You may have seen a movie about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, uh, uh, when you just bring them up, I think it's scary. I think the Ten Commandments sound like ten ways I don't measure up. Ten ways that I uh, am going to feel bad about myself, okay? I'm not into that approach to the Ten Commandments, but uh, I wanna, I'm going to teach you the Ten How many of you think you know all Ten Commandments right now? Raise your hand. Because you know I'm going to ask you to speak. Come on now. Bring it. All right. Look, on the, you're so shy and modest. I understand. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to teach you the Ten Commandments, and you're going to forget them. But you might remember... There's a little thing that will help you to remember. And uh, Dave, you know this, don't you? I brought my friend Dave. Dave's here to keep me safe because I heard this was a rough crowd. And uh, um, so <laughs> here, here's how, here are the Ten Commandments. I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments. I use this kind of King James language because uh, uh, that's just the way I learned it. And I learned this. I went to church. I was in Philadelphia, and I was visiting, and there was this guy doing these children's sermon things, and he was teaching the kids the Ten Commandments. I'm like, I don't even know the Ten Commandments. I'm in seminary. And, like, help me to remember. And he showed me this. Okay. The first commandment is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. There's only one God, and that makes all the difference in the world. Second commandment. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, right? No calf idols. Don't worship the, the wrong way. Okay. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, with the third commandment is thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Watch your words. Watch what you say because it matters. Uh, 
uh, the fourth commandment. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. These are the four people running late to church. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that they, uh, that God gives you one whole day and seven to rest and to worship so you can live full on the other six. All right, that's the fourth. Fifth commandment. And this is the one we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, 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 honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Honor thy father and thy mother. On, on my honor. And if you're a Star Trek fan, so you can live long and prosper, right? Okay. Um, I'll, give you the other, I'll give you the other five just so you can have it. We'll come back to the fifth one. Uh, the, uh, thou shalt not kill. That's the sixth one. Psh, don't do that. Don't do it. Uh, the second commandment, uh, seventh commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. God takes two people and makes them one flesh in marriage. Uh, eighth commandment, thou shalt not steal. Because, you know, in some parts of the world, they'll cut your thumbs off if you get caught stealing. Um, uh, the ninth commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Don't tell me four equals five, because when you lie or talk smack about somebody, somebody's going to feel left out. And uh, uh, the 10th commandment, my favorite, thou shalt not covet. All right? <laughs> don't, don't covet. Okay. So again, uh, uh, it's like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. So now you know. Now you got your Ten Commandments, okay? I want to talk about the Fifth Commandment. I want to talk about the Fifth Commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. Uh, oh, this other thing about the Ten Commandments. Um, uh, the word, I always want to use these uh, literary terms. You know what I mean when I talk about metonymy or synecdoche? This is, any English majors here? Somebody knows what metonymy and synecdoche. Come on. <laughs> that's, when, that's when you say one thing. You talk about uh, uh, claws scuttling across the, the, the ocean floor, and the claws represent like the crab, right? Or you have one little thing that represents a whole I was trying to think of a Doja Cat song. I was asking my son about Doja. It's like, doesn't she do the thing where she brags about like she's got the clothes, and it means that she's making all kinds of money or something? And when the Ten Commandments say something like, thou shalt not commit adultery... It's not like, well, as long as you're not cheating on your spouse, everything's wide open. It's more that adultery is an example of one way, and kind of the most common way it would have been in that time, that people misbehave sexually. But it's one example that stands for a whole larger class of things that God's concerned about. Um, <clears throat> or don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Watch your words. Actually, it's not like, you know, oh, there's this one word you can't say and then everything else is fine or whatever. But it's got a lot more to do with your attitude. Like, how do you think about God? How do you um, talk about him? How do you live for him? That kind of thing. Anyway, the fifth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. It's true, and we're going to talk about it, that God wants you to honor your parents. Absolutely. But actually... Um, it's, it's a little bit bigger, this honor thing. And <clears throat> you see, your parents, and, and we'll talk about your parents in a bit, your parents are given to, uh, parents are given to us by God, and they kind of represent him to us. They're like the executive vice presidents of the company, in that 
they have the authority and the power and the responsibility. They are put in this place in relationship to us where we're very dependent upon them. And, and uh, they're, they're kind of, they sort of represent God. They sort of supposed to serve God. And uh, <clears throat> that relationship that we're in with them, we should honor them. You know, we're supposed to honor God too. And actually, they're supposed to be honorable. They're supposed to carry themselves in a way that would make it possible or um, at least plausible that you could honor them. And then it's bigger than that because you have these other sources of authority in your life, like your boss. If you don't have one, you will maybe. And boss is in a position they get to tell you what to do. And because you do what they tell you to do, you get the money, okay? But if you, or you may have been, and some of you, some successful, you have been a boss. Or maybe you're not the boss, but you're the manager, and you got people that work for you. And you uh, have a responsibility to make the, you know, workplace run in a way that's safe and that people can make money and stuff like that, and people are treated with dignity, that kind of thing. And... There's a sense in which in that power relationship, not just parents now, I'm talking about employers and employees where you want to honor, respect the people who are over you, but also honor and respect the people that are dependent upon you. You following me here? So when it talks about honor thy father and thy mother in the fifth commandment, it's not just, okay, we want to talk about your job, which is to be nice to your parents. It's a much bigger thing. You see, God, uh, he, he made everything. He's amazing, wonderful, uh, been here forever and will be forever. And, he, and he's uh, made us, every single one of us, like him in his image. Okay? You, uh, and, and there's two sides to that. You're a, uh, a masterpiece. I know you don't think of that that way all the time when you look in the mirror or you see your grades, but really and truly the greatest artist in the universe has made you. And you've got little uh, uh, enzymes and and tissues and, and you can think and you can move. Like you're amazing. You're an amazing piece of work because an amazing artist made you. And the amazing artist who made you, made you like him. It's like doubled up awesome and amazing, okay? You are, you are, your parents are, your brothers and sisters are. The person in your suite that you can't stand. I don't know, but really, truly, you're all like amazing. Uh, Something uh, you should respect, something you should honor. Like where you would look at a piece of art and go like, wow. And uh, we don't treat each other that way. Other people don't treat us that way. Uh, Our parents, who are sort of doubly in that position of uh, representing God, they have the image of God like we do, and yet uh, they have this sort of job and maybe between who they are and how they carry themselves as parents, not really representing God too swell, okay? Um, 
you guys have talked about sin, I'm guessing. Andrew's probably said something to you. We just sang a song about sin. I don't want to get into describing sin too terribly much beyond saying one way to look at sin is a failure to respect God and his image bearers. He tells us who we are and how we're supposed to live. And instead of respecting his authority and wisdom and goodness, we act like we know better. And instead of loving our neighbor as ourselves, like thinking other people are as important as we are, there's a tendency to look at people like, you know, what's valuable about them is what they can do for me or what their opinion is of me kind of thing. God became a human being. Jesus Christ uh, was born. Uh, I mean, he is God, but then he added to himself those sinews and tissues I was talking about. Uh, he, make, he took on the image of God as a human being to come represent God, to, to uh, tell us and show us what he's like. And he was uh, lynched. He was spat upon. He was mistreated. He was, they, 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 they falsely accused him. It was terrible, the way they treated, the way people made by God in his image, masterpieces of his artistry, the way that they defaced and vandalized this beautiful, the, the God himself, <clears throat> they, they, they uh, dishonored. But Jesus knew that. He knew that they were going to do that. And that's why he came, because he suffered and died on the cross you see, he endured the punishment that vandals like you and me who don't respect God and, and other people made in his image. He took the penalty that people like you and I deserve for our sin. And in doing that, you see, he honors us. He respects us. He says he's going to restore his image in us, make us like him to be that beautiful, that kind, that loving, okay? And, and that for somebody like me, that he's loved me that much and he's that committed to, to forgiving me and changing me, it just blows me away. That's not just a, a cool artist, that's a kind, mind-blowing, loving God. And it's a way of, you know, respect. It's like, here's this piece of work. His, it's, it's messed up, and it's messed itself up, and he honors us. Now, I, I go through all of that to get back to talking about your parents, okay? Um, uh, my, uh, my dad just died. My dad died in, in November. He was 88. And he, he was, uh, I don't know where he's at with the Lord, but that's above my pay grade. But I remember on his deathbed, he was hilarious. I can't tell you right now the things he said. It would be inappropriate on this recording. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but he was really funny on his deathbed. I, I, and uh, I joked with his, uh, his wife, my stepmom, about it. Um, 
my mom is still alive. Uh, she's very not into Jesus, very opposed to Jesus. She loves me, but my mom growing up, she is a clinical psychologist. Now wait for it, an adolescent psychologist. I grew up, my mom was going to graduate school and becoming someone that shrinks adolescent heads. And I was an adolescent. You know what that's like growing up in the house when your mom's a shrink and you'd be like, Mom, I'm mad about something. You'd say, well, that's some unresolved conflict with your father. And like, no, I'm just mad about this thing. It's like, well, we understand you're kind of repressing what you're doing. Like, no, I, like, and, and uh, it was hard. <laughs> it was really hard. And um, there was, I, I think, is this going on the Internet? Is this going to get published? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to say anything more about my mom. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but it was hard. It was hard. And uh, now she's older. And the, both her and my father, they used to be these kind of threats to me where uh, they would say or do things that were hurtful, um, <clears throat> maybe intentionally, maybe not. And uh, they could affect what, what happened with my life. And then down the stretch with my dad, and even and very much so with my mom now, it's like they're really feeble. There's just not that much. They're not a threat, okay, to me. And maybe I've worked out, so I'm not that worried about what they think about me and stuff like that. Anyway, um, you may think that your job as a kid is to obey your parents until you don't have to. Or you might think, you know, because I know for me, I, I wanted to do all kinds of stuff that my parents would not approve, and I wanted to use their money to do it. I want, it's like, how about I take your car and go break the law and several of the other commandments, and um, I'm going to have fun doing it, but I don't want to tell you, and then when you ask me about it, I'm going to lie to you about it. That's, I, that was me, okay? Um, you may have, you know, different thing. You may have had the parent, Right? It stole your money, wrecked your car, uh, uh, let you down. All right, I mean, there's, there's, everybody's here. I, I, I bet you there's uh, uh, a lot of sorrow, a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment, a lot of shame uh, with your, you know, your alcoholic parent or your uh, abusive parent. Um, or your uh, <clears throat> can't ever get it right parent, you know, whatever. Um, you understand, I'm really actually I'm getting ready to end. I haven't heard any more Taylor. I'm getting ready close. I'm getting close to the end here. Um, see, to be a Christian, to be somebody that trusts Jesus, is to know yourself to be such a wreck, to have been so shameful in your conduct and the way you've sort of uh, frittered away all the good things that God has given you and you've twisted them, used them and stuff, that you deserve what he got on the cross. Like that, what he got's what I have coming to me. And, and, and what's worse is when you don't, you know, you're like, well, no one would think that about you. I don't even feel that way. And I'm, you know, maybe I'm measured and whatever. But the way the Bible talks about it, if we don't love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbors ourselves, we are uh, uh, really dishonoring, defying. It's like cosmic treason against God. Well, we, um, if you're a Christian 
and you know that as much as you have dishonored God and those who bear his image, and that Jesus has honored you by being dishonored in your place to make you like him, to, so that you can be in a relationship with him, your great heavenly father, and you can have Jesus as your brother, and, and that part of how the, one of the great things you get to do with your life is to show that same kind of love to the people around you that are in a hurt locker, just like you. If you're a Christian, and you know that, you see, then it changes how you look at your parents. You look at them as messed up as you are, as in need of God's grace and mercy as you, that uh, you and they both need some room to not be perfect, and that if it's up to you guys to work it out, it's not going to work. But if you trust Jesus, that you can, if he can change my heart and make me actually want to love these people, then he can maybe change theirs too. Okay? Um, <clears throat> or... You know, you may have, like, awesome parents. I hope you do. I hope somebody here has awesome parents. I keep thinking somebody's got to have some awesome parents. But even the most awesome parents are messed up. But you see, even more so, to the extent that you love and appreciate your parents and you look at them as, as being, like, somebody that you would want to kind of be nice to or do good things for, you get to serve them in Jesus' name. You get to be the, an instrument of God's kindness in the lives of the people that he put in your, in your world to help you when you were just, you know, uh, in a diaper. Um, <clears throat> if you're a Christian, this attitude of being honored by God so you can honor the people around you, it works with your parents, it'll work with your siblings, it'll work with your roommates, it'll work with your boss, whatever, soup to nuts. If you are not yet a Christian, or you're not sure, okay, um, this is a hard sell. Because to be a Christian, it's not just you have to admit that you're such a train wreck that you deserve infinite, eternal, unchangeable punishment, and that you can't fix yourself, and that you've dishonored God and all these other people. It's not just you have to do that. But you're signing up to become like Jesus through suffering. That God puts you in circumstances where people um, will dishonor you, even when you're trying to be kind to them. Where you have to lay down your life and love for people who don't appreciate it like he did. Okay? If you're not yet a Christian, please hear us. We're not selling you some kind of pie in the sky when you die by and by kind of thing. Uh, God loves people too much to leave us the way he finds us. And he uses just these kinds of difficult, heartbreaking relationships like you have uh, between parents and kids to draw us out of ourselves, to help us appreciate how much he's loved us, and to make us become people that we're not, to change and become like him. Uh, okay, last thing. Um, when you're a kid that's completely dependent upon your parents, 
obeying is pretty much the primary way you honor them. But as you grow, you, you, you learn how to honor and respect them more, not just by obeying them, but maybe thinking about them. Wonder what I could do for them. How could I help make their life better? Mike, Mike could do some of that. And then when you get to be about where you guys are, you're in this little transition period where you got some freedom, but you also have some dependence, and that can be a little mixed up. But eventually you will get to a place where, and I'm here, you don't have to obey your parents, at least not under U.S. law, okay, uh, where you don't have to. No one's, you're not required by the Bible or the state of North Carolina to obey them because um, <clears throat> you're your own adult, independent person with your own money doing your thing. You still get to honor them. But if you don't have like the, I got to obey them tool in your kit, like, how do you honor them? Well, you might think about how I could be kind and how I could help them. You might consider respecting them enough to at least ask their opinion about some things, consider their counsel. They've seen you in a lot of circumstances. You don't have to agree with them. And sometimes parents can be really cruel with the things they say. I understand that. But you might consider, hey, I would ask them to give me their two cents worth on this thing. And just asking their opinion is a way of honoring them is where I'm getting to. But later, later, you will actually probably have an opportunity to do this thing where uh, you may get to change your parents' diapers. You, you, know, you think I'm kidding. No, no. And where they are very, very dependent upon you, okay? And you would wish they would obey, <laughs> um, but uh, they can be kind of ornery. And uh, it'll look different is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and you can talk to Andrew if you want more like about how to deal with this little middle period of things. But I'm telling you, if you look at how God has honored us in Jesus Christ, if you ask him to help you to trust him, to believe him, to take him as he's revealed himself, to know yourself honored by his mercy, uh, the rest is kind of details. That's just kind of details. All right, uh, let me pray, and then we'll sing, I think. All right, let's pray. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you for honoring us. Thank you for telling us the truth, even when we don't want to hear it. Thank you for saying it over and over and repeating it in ways uh, that it's hard to get away from. God, thank you that you're more than just talk. Thank you that you've come to do something about our worst problems. Jesus, thank you for being so committed to loving and forgiving and changing uh, us that you would suffer and die in our place. God, would you please help us by your spirit to believe that you're good and great and wonderful and to honor and esteem you the way we should? Help us to honor you by just being honest about the way we don't. Lord, help us to honor the people you've put in our lives to show your love to them. Uh, help us by your spirit. Make up for our shortcomings. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.